0: Today on Freeman's Table, I'm probably gonna, if I keep doing it like this, all serious and shit, they're gonna skip right over this. Only serial killers do intros. Welcome to Freeman's Table. Now, you wanna hook in the intro. I'll hook your ball. That'll do, intro. Welcome back to Freeman's Table. For the record, sometimes, like you maybe, I wonder, the hell's this show, listener? We don't need to answer that because I just checked my to-do list and asking dumb shit is nowhere to be found on it. I've been up and down a road since we menagulated last, not in the car, because I sold it to keep the show going. And I keep it going on crack. Shit's expensive. If you've been listening, that probably doesn't surprise you, because this show spends a lot of time revealing, I'm dumb. In episode 6, I featured the first part of the four-part Back Porch series. And while this episode features the second part, it's nowhere near a porch. And it's not just a glimpse of ages 9 to 18, as promised, because I'm already bored with it. So I'm steaming through years 9 to now. And we'll get to that. But first, a special and an important FT brief. Oh, brother. I know, Kenneth, I know. The FT brief will never be important. All news is dumb because it's about dumb idiots doing dumb shit. Speaking of which, D.C. Republicans bribed the Ukrainian treason like a pig farmer steps in pig shit. testified the president blew himself. No, blew his own whistle. Read that wrong. Wait, no, it's both. Just had to keep reading damning as all the other evidence of crimes he's committed as president gynophobia has repeatedly admitted to his crime william barr mitch mcconnell and satan are still what's your campaign strategy for 2020 crazy because you look at it. Th- this never happened to any other president. They're huh? trying to get a redo. What? Trying to get what we used to call in school a deal. When? A two-over. You're not. You know, we had no collusion. Who? We had no obstruction. What? We had no nothing. What? Fuck me, you're dumb. That is working its way through court. But when your children are indicted, what will you say to them? I don't know them. Uh, I don't know about them. I don't know what they do. I don't know. Maybe they were... Shh. Now it's possible I have a picture with them because I have a picture with... You haven't told to shut up. In related news, a young man who drinks his own urine on YouTube is trying to piggyback on the president's success in running for Congress, because if POTUS can overcome a similar history with P, so can he. Now we slide into the Sacklers before they slide out of the country. The Sackler family owns Purdue Pharma, the developer of OxyContin, and sweat sores. They're responsible for willfully addicting hundreds of thousands of people to death, and probably killing millions of puppies around the world. With federal lawsuits pending across the United States, the murderous family's vast team of lawyers work around the clock putting together what's known as the tobacco defense, wherein they build a large sculpture of a hand extending its middle finger and shove it up the country's ass. Finally, outside of a meme fad, the Jeffrey Epstein story got buried faster than the body they pretended was him. In fact, there's every reason to believe the only thing he's buried in is more of that shit he went to jail for. Like the first time they locked him up in Florida back in 08, which is supposedly being investigated, but if no one cares about the girls, why would anyone care about a sheriff? This time around, everyone saw how many people are wrapped up in the same-sex trafficking of minors shitstorm, and they're all worth a lot of money. They got a lot of power. they be presidents, former presidents, people who wanted to be president, people who still want to be, a prince, a few poppers, whatever those are, and tons of people who don't want you to know they exist at all. But they can all afford to go the distance to stay out of prison. And let's not get confused. They don't care if you know. They only care that no one stops them. I mean, such a colossal mountain of evidence about a universal crime? Gone. All it took was one bedsheet wrapped around a guy's neck immediately following his murder. In Jizz Lane Maxwell news... Jizz who? Right. Jizz who? A woman who should have been buried under a jail by now. Epstein's partner, not to be confused with Epstein's bar, who is Attorney General. Ms. Maxwell is likely somewhere on the French Riviera, tanning teen girls kidnapped in traffic to get peed on by the most powerful people in the world. I know. But who are these people, really? Check the headlines. You'll find them making a ton of noise about other stuff. In local news, Scientology bought all of Clearwater. So if you wanted to go there, fuck you. Well, not entirely. You can still visit, but you gotta blow Tom first, and that Muscovige fucker gets to hit you in the face with one of his missing wife's arms. I know, it's really gross. And there you have it. Proof the news is all dumb idiots doing dumb shit. I should really replace this segment. In the meantime, 2.3 seconds to pay the bills. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. When you're listening to this in your raft a few years from now, don't get too close to the oil fire by the tip of that skyscraper you're floating dangerously close to. You a safe distance? Safe. You going that. Before you do, hit up freemanstable.com and snag some great shit from the store. I'm cranking out oil paintings and other stuff. Freeman's Table is also brought to you by Johnson & Johnson Baby Powder, now with 20% more asbestos for the same low price. Keep your baby's mesothelioma dry with Johnson & Johnson Baby Powder. Find out more at WeCoolHurtinBabies.com. Now, back to our show. So here we go. 34 more years of my egg-shaped head, ages 9 to now, faster, and in the form of a ballpark timeline. If you missed episode 6, and you know you did, I was born and raised in Chilpancingo Guerrero. But, after eight years of Mafia Don domination in those beautiful mountains of southern Mexico, they yanked me out of petaquillas by my shirt collar and threw me all the way north to upstate New York. I went from mom and no rules to dad and all of them. Dirt diving in deep depravity to a nice home below a picturesque hilltop with a church we went to school at. You heard right. I was educated in a church, despite it being entirely illegal. Sure, we also went to Catholic school in Mexico, but that doesn't count because of the priests. I was about eight in the summer of 84 when we moved to Brockport, New York, just outside of Rochester and just inside a witch's titty, with hills covered in dandelions. So the church and school looked like they were perched upon golden heights, just like God planned when he built it. First, we lived in the upstairs home of a two-story duplex at the bottom of the hill, across the street from the Ford dealership where my dad tried to give cars away. I mean, sell them. One day, I was standing on my dad's bed and fell, trying to get my second leg into my underwear. Ripped a gash an inch from my tiny wiener. Tiny at that time, ladies. Anyway, almost snagged a ball on the open top drawer of my dad's dresser. My sister wrapped me in a towel and carried my bloody ass across the street to the dealership. Dad ran me back across the street to the garage behind our house that an upholsterer rented as a shop. They used recliner stitching to patch me up. Or they took me to the hospital and a doctor did it. Hazy on the details. A Long time ago, my grandmother moved from Arkansas to help us out. Needing more room, we moved to the downstairs home of the same duplex house. She wasn't big or nothing, just, you know, another person. My favorite memories of Graham involve her chasing me around to hit me with something. Everyone wanted to hit me. And my dad signed something to let him legally do it. Look, I can't drop what I'm doing every time he needs a beating. We moved again, this time to a house on the hill where the church was. So close to it, they had to tear down one of my bedroom walls for a new wing of the school. No, but it was hella close. In the woods behind it, there was a forest of hills with trails for dirt bikes and all-terrain vehicles of every shape and size, including the 4 by 4 Broncos my dad drove off the highest drops with his 68-year-old mother buckled in the front passenger seat. As kids, my dad's driving was more exhilarating than amusement parks. He'd go off shoulders, on curbs, over cones, through barriers. Dude couldn't stand waiting for shit, and he's a late person in general. Recipe for absolute vehicular madness and manslaughter, but we're not allowed to talk about that. The last house in New York had two stories, and this time we got to live in both of them at the same time. I saw my first porn movie on a beta player in the neighbor's house. Kids, Beta was a failed competitor of VHS, which was a high school in Virginia. I also saw my first nudie mag at a bookstore around then, but Dad said Jesus told on me. No room at the inn for porn, I guess. I struggled in New York for a lot of reasons. In spite of that, we lived a pretty good life, with cable TV, video games, tons of friends, bikes, and a tree fort at every house. But I was still quite the miserable prick. Pops did his best up there, but I missed my mother and all of the freedom I had in Mexico. Weird, right? For me, land of the free has mostly been land of the stop doing that, you little fucker. So. The family migrated to Mexico in 1976. By 87-ish, mom looked around and realized she was the only one left, so she pulled up camp and moved back to the States. To Tampa, Florida. It was all Jesus in New York. In Florida, I met the devil. Then, after a few years doing really good drugs, I realized none of it was real. People are bad or good. Not good or evil. Wanna know how I'm sure? Eat my balls. And lots of LSD. Now around 13 years old, the secular world has shoved up me arse like a rodent at a debutante ball. Why? Public school, baby. I got introduced to Zeppelin, Floyd, Sabbath as music rather than satanic worship. I was introduced to dip, a form of tobacco use where you shove cow manure in your mouth and spit wet poop into cups you can leave anywhere you want. And some of the students did it as well. Back with mom, I was kinda free to run somewhat wild again, but now it was from the cops. When I'd stay with dad, more church, and lying about everything I did at mom's. In middle school, we went back and forth. Ninth and 10th grade, back with mom full-time. Halfway through 10th, I threatened to quit school. So they offered me a last-ditch effort program with one teacher all day and less classmates. Loved it. Got almost all A's. The program was called Goals, but the kids said it stood for Go on, Asshole, Leave School. So I did. To another school with dad for junior and senior year. That was in Zephyr Hills, a bit north of Tampa. You know the water I mentioned peeing in in episode one with Ron Hortman? If not, I'll wait for you to go back and listen and then come back. So that water, pee water, from Zephyr Hills. The spring is soon to be Nestle water that will probably melt your skin off, but after their osmosis witchcraft, it'll be safe to drink. You didn't see the air quotes around safe, but I suspect you could hear them. Can't win them all, but especially this one, their lawyers said. And back to me. In junior year, I met a teacher who finally came at me from an angle that resonated, because he had his dick out. Kidding, it was a woman, she had her dick out. Regular, fine lady who I'm sure had exactly the thing between her legs that nature wanted to give her. I'm nature, I I wanted to give it to her. Anyway, I didn't have my homework one time, I mean all the times, but this one time she asked if I had anything at all I could turn in. Gave her a poem I wrote, and she gave me an F. Not cause it was the wrong assignment, but because it was bad. From then on, I was a great student, or poet, in her class. Otherwise, still shit. As a senior, I lived in a private golf and tennis resort and community, with a family that wanted me to be a good influence on their teenage son because they were drugged and blindfolded. Actually, it was because they only ever saw me with my dad, and I am a brilliant actor. (coughs) I meant to say I'm a brilliant liar, pronounced it wrong. Mom worried that I'd get hooked on all that expensive shit around me, whilst having zero means to provide it for myself. Not a problem, actually. I only wanted their house. The wealthy send really fine ones to fancy golf and tennis school. And I think you heard those air quotes too. Thanks, guy who owns all the Burger Kings in Italy. Your daughter was great. And the twins, good God almighty. Mm, Sorry. But alas, they're not happy in that world, so what's to miss? I've always known things don't mean shit. Might have something to do with growing up around mud huts. I moved out of that house and away from that life the very last day of school. My responsibility to the educational system was legally over, and Jesus, like he do sometimes, had given me a 29-year-old girlfriend to move in with. Then she introduced me to another couple with our same age disparity, who were married. I didn't know shit about shit back then. Not one fucking clue what I'd do with my life, other than maybe a professional assassin. But she said marriage, and the next thing I know, I'm on a bus headed north, packed a bag, and left town. I'm 43, not married, and proud of that stupid, stupid, bright young man who hauled ass like a huge poussoir. Maybe I wasn't worried about dramatic change because of how much I'd seen already. I went from running entirely free with a bunch of Mexican Indians, and then they throw my little free ass to almost Canada, and church, and school, and church school, church store, church library, church sex shop at the youth pastor's church house with church friends throwing church parties about church, 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 all the time, church. You know how upset you get seeing wild animals pacing around in captivity? It's like that. Except way more beautiful. I mean wild. I was actually kinda ugly. It's the teeth. I'm not sensitive about it. My mouth is. I use six toothbrushes duct taped together. Extra rows, but fewer teeth. It's weird. Sometimes I accidentally bite my upper lip with my back teeth. I hate it. But I look fine. To me. To others, I'm a sewer rat they only let do back of house jobs. In factories. That's a bunch of bullshit. But we're talking about the years in which I had to deal with puberty. So it really felt that way. Growing to 6 feet 4 inches tall in like 3 days. Nary a muscle visibly. Keeping pace with the bones. Always with the beer belly though. My whole life. Because of the worms. Had warts all over my hands for a while. Because I heard chicks dug it. They didn't. Teeth growing out of my cheek hairstyles always five behind and long known to be misses. but i had charm and i could run fast which was good because you know i didn't actually have charm first time i put my hand down a girl's pants i bruised up her pelvis for 20 minutes she's like you think it's a doorbell what's the deal had no idea what to do with my life other than to enjoy the end of school yeah they kept passing me but that's because teachers hated me as much as i hated school I got a D in remedial Spanish and it was my first language. Failed algebra three times and twice I had the teacher's edition. Turns out, you gotta open it. Signing up for summer school, I didn't know if I was retaking American or world history. Luckily, the teacher walked in and was able to help. And cry. Made it to the end of senior year, only to be told I couldn't graduate without another round of summer school for one more goddamn useless credit. Nah, son. 12 grades and I did 13 because of sucking at letter math? Fuck that. Bolted to the panhandle of Florida to get my GED, which proves I'm a genius and school sucks. But hang in there, kids. Or whatever. In Mexico, my name was Mateo. In New York, they changed it to Matthew. Then Matt. Maybe I'm a spy. Am I in the CIA? I should check because when I turned 18 and did my taxes, the IRS sent him back saying the name I submitted didn't belong to my social security number. My real name is actually Kathleen. Nah, it's Matthew, but spelled with only one T. Got ripped off. One T like a diplomat, you asshole, not a doormat. Yes, I have snapped at people that way for over 20 years. Never paid taxes again, either. I know what you're thinking. Matt, what if the IRS hears this? They don't know my name, friend. I lasted in the panhandle a little over a year, because I found another person to have carnal relations with, and she broke my fragile, stupid face. The last time... When only I'd finished, I'd imagine, she patted me on the back and said, you really need to find someone else to do this with. You think that impacted me in a significant way, Doc? Doc, are you listening? Anyway, I hit the vodka pretty hard, drinking it right out of the bottle like a gentleman and was more than three quarters into one when she and her new boyfriend arrived at the shack together. She hit the room to get ready and he was good enough to come over to me and say, bro, you sure you're alright with this? I said, hell yeah, but just so you know, I never used to hang out on top of refrigerators before her, so. Back in Tampa, I got my first job waiting tables, and here we are. Thanks for listening. Let's wrap it up. Waiting tables launched four straight years of pretty heavy drug use, aka partying, and in Florida, aka Tuesday. Heavy drug use, as in all of it put together, weighed a lot. Tried to live like Hunter S. Thompson, which is to say, die. Finally performed my first comedy show in front of a thousand people and killed it. Wait, no, performed in front of eight and killed them. Right. No, I killed no one, and everything else I say about illegal stuff is fiction. Two years of comedy, open mics, and closed hearts sent me to Los Angeles to follow my dream. Drove across the country in an 88 Cadillac Coupe DeVille, Ville. White with a maroon interior and a sound system to match. If I was ever constipated, boom, rattles it out. Sure, it's in your pants while you're driving, but other than that, you feel so much better. Stinks though. Four years in LA and well, fuck, it was nuts. Drank a lot, did some meth. Bad stuff that, by the way possibly the worst. They used to sell it in stores in Germany, so the entire population was on meth, and I'm not sure why we don't focus more on that. In any case, wrote a few scripts in L.A. that got me laid and nothing else. Did a few shows, had a few jobs and drinks, more drugs, then home again, cause fuck L.A. It's boring. Been in Tampa ever since, and now it's boring here too, but with less fake people. Unless we're talking about their butts, boobs, and faces, cause there's tons of plastic surgery here too. That's it really. Now this. I mean, of course there's more, but we'll get to it over time, organically. In closing, I've done a lot of comedy, wrote a book, managed restaurants, then started fixing the broken ones and realized they're all broken and broken places can't pay me to fix them. So my entire adult professional life has been a goddamn tennis match. On one side, hospitality, on the other, entertainment, in the middle, this fucking idiot. Pues empieza los Freeman for today's Freeman jokes, we talk employment. Started out in restaurants and bars, hard to take them seriously. Go ahead, fire me. I'll be reemployed in a couple days. After I take several off and then get hired, first place I apply. I'm a bilingual white male. Some places pay you just for the white part. Got hired at a Chili's one- <laughs> Shut up. Got hired at a Chili's once, second day of training, manager tells me to shave, because I have a little shadow on my face. They wanted bright white. It's called Chili's, not chiles. Told him I, of course, didn't bring a razor to work because I'm not a fucking nerd. I mean, I always have one with me now, but he says, I have disposables in my car. I said, great, go get them and I'll throw them away for you. He says, you're shaving or going home? I asked if he had shaving cream and he said, figure it out. So I put my hand in the honey mustard and spread it all over my face. And of course, then went home. Idiot managers who think they can harass you for no reason, like some kind of cop or something, they don't like your boy. They're like, I'm used to steamrolling over people right from the start who put this tall, dumb, idiot steel pipe in my way, you're fired. You sure? Because the owner who's standing behind you might say otherwise. Yeah, I'm a bartender worth more than you and ten others. And he knows I'm stealing from him a little. (laughs) Coworkers are always like, hey, what happened to the dude who tried telling you what to do the other day? Mm -hmm. Why are you asking me? Well, you have his job now, and a cop just left after giving you a copy of his trespass warrant. I don't know who you're talking about. Hey, boss, you want to tell these on-time side work doing pricks to shut it? I'm trying to make all us more money, and they're bitching about me sitting around in the office playing video games. And the boss is like, but that's what you're doing. And I'm like, less talky, more worky. I go back to playing my video games, and everyone else goes back to hating me. Honey mustard actually works pretty well for shaving, by the way. I use it to shave all over. Sorry about the visual, men of all persuasions. Ladies, you're welcome. I stayed off the hospitality management path as long as I could, and they'd been offering everywhere since the beginning. But I finally stopped bartending and became a manager when mixologists were invented. These are folks who think they're like chefs of the bar, and bartenders are more like cooks. But chefs have to manage things, and sometimes they own and operate the whole place, too. The only thing a mixologist does that a bartender doesn't is blow customers. Oh uh, yeah, I went to uh, apply for a job, and they pretty much had it locked down. They are like, Matt, you're gonna need to pass a drug test. So I was like, that's cool, I know everything about it. <laughs> I was a restaurant here in Florida, doing drug tests. The only way you can have a drug-free restaurant in Florida is... There's no way you can do that. <laughs> it's bullshit. Close the door, Stop it End of the show, end of the show, end of the goddamn show. Freeman's Table, freemanstable.com doesn't totally blow. Thank you very much. Talk itch. Oh yeah. Must cheat.